Hi there and welcome to episode 52 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of the Writing Guy, helping professionals to find their voice, write human and change the world with their words. Now, um, I want to finish up in the next, uh, either in this episode or or the next, with um, this poem of Eliot's, uh, Ash Wednesday. I know I said yesterday that uh, I intended to do uh, both the final uh, chapters, five and six, but I just, let's see how we go. And if needs be, um, if you don't mind, we'll do, uh, we'll complete the poem by doing chapter six tomorrow. Uh, but chapter five is an interesting one. So, you know, where where this is going is that Eliot is basically Ash Wednesday, as far as I can tell. And, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of, as I said yesterday, I think I'm learning with you as we go. This is a journey of spiritual enlightenment and discovery and revelation. And so he's moved in chapter one or section one, whatever you want to call it, uh, from despair, despair at the modern world, the, the spiritual impoverishment, to some kind of spiritual, he's moving through a kind of spiritual ascent or ascension. And he's plotting the various stages of struggling with faithlessness and then gaining faith. And five, I think, this section I'm about to read is is where he's really beginning to to, to break through. And he talks about, he's now looking from his vantage point at the people around him in the modern world who are sort of benighted. And what I mean by that is they, they're walking in darkness. I think he even uses that, that phrase because they, they're basically refusing to surrender to the will of God. And, and this word surrender, I think, in this, in this piece that I'm about to read is very potent. You know, so we talk about surrendering to the will of God. What exactly does that mean? I was thinking about this last night. What it means for me, actually, is surrendering to your true nature, which is part human and part divine. And I think a lot of what this poem is about, it was evoked by the great Jesuit thinker and priest, Teilhard de Chardin, who said, are we human creatures having a spiritual experience? Or are we spiritual creatures having a human experience? And I think this is one of the things that Eliot is grappling with. So in this piece that I'm going to read, just to give you a kind of heads up on it, um, he uses the word, the word word, W-O-R-D, both capitalised and lowercase. And critics that I've read suggest that when it's uh, capitalised, it means literally God or Jesus. And when it's lowercase, it means the word of God, the biblical scripture, the revelation. And I think it's really important to to understand that. There are references as well to yew trees. Um, We believe that's a reference to death uh, and overcoming death and the the limits of death. Um, And then when he talks about the veiled sister, uh, I think again, I touched on this yesterday, this is the Virgin Mary. So anyway, I think he's talking here about the people who who are in darkness, who are in spiritual darkness and who need enlightenment. And I don't think he's being superior or arrogant about this in any, in any way, but he's just plotting his journey. So let's um let's read it. And I think we're just going to deal with with chapter 5 today. 
uh, if that's all right. So I'm going to take my time over reading this because I, I just think um, it really, you know, like any poem, that's what Stephen Fry says, it needs to be savoured. So let's, even if we don't understand every single word or nuance, let's enjoy the language. If the lost word is lost, if the spent word is spent, if the unheard, unspoken word is unspoken, unheard, still is the unspoken word, the word unheard, the word without a word, the word within the world and for the world. And the light shone in darkness, and against the word, the unstilled world, still world, about the centre of the silent word. O my people, what have I done unto thee? Where shall the word be found? Where will the word resound? Not here. There is not enough silence. Not on the sea or on the islands, not on the mainland, in the desert or the rainland. For those who walk in darkness, both in the daytime and in the nighttime, the right time and the right place are not here. No place of grace for those who avoid the face. No time to rejoice for those who walk among noise and deny the voice. Will the veiled sister pray for those who walk in darkness, who chose thee and opposed thee, those who are torn on the horn between season and season, time and time, between hour and hour, word and word, power and power, those who wait in darkness? Will the veiled sister pray for children at the gate, who will not go away and cannot pray? Pray for those who chose and oppose. O my people, what have I done unto thee? Will the veiled sister between the slender yew trees pray for those who offend her, offend her, and are terrified and cannot surrender, and affirm before the world and deny between the rocks, in the last desert between the last blue rocks, the desert in the garden, the garden in the desert of drought, spitting from the mouth the withered apple seed? O oh, my people. That's chapter five of Ash Wednesday. And the, the note I want to end this episode on, which is something that I've been thinking about for a while with all the problems that we, we face in the world, but particularly climate change, the climate crisis, which has to be, which dwarfs anything to do with the pandemic, despite the millions of people that have tragically died in this, in this pandemic. I think the climate problems that with challenges we face around the fate of, of our home, of planet Earth, for me actually comes down to one thing and, and Eliot is touching on this very thing in this poem, and that is that we have forgotten our nature. And by that I mean we have, 
we have it's sort of idolatry we've by idolizing false gods materialistic gods greed and money and acquisition we've turned away from our divine our true divine sacred nature and in turning away from that we've actually turned away from all other living creatures and living things and that i think that separation he uses the uses the word separation that separation from our nature and from mother nature is basically at the it's the root cause of the environmental challenges that we're facing at the moment we've lost our nature and we've lost our connection with nature and i'm going to leave it there for now and i'll see you tomorrow for episode whatever it is 53. Um, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. And we're going to finish the poem uh, by reading the sixth and final chapter of Ash Wednesday. See you tomorrow. Bye now.